What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bats presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. One game on the ice here this evening in his game five between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. This series all tied up at two games apiece. It is a best two out of three the rest of the way in this series, as well as the Montreal Canadiens and Vegas Golden Knights series. Game five gets underway tomorrow night as the series shifts to Sin City at T-Mobile Arena. It will be absolutely lit there after Vegas won last night in overtime 2-1. to one. To break my heart, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. It will be Heavy Islanders and Lightning here today. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Lots of great content here. Smash that like button if you have a comment, a question, a concern. Please leave it there in the YouTube section. I will circle back, as always, before puck drop. As you know, we talk a lot about prize picks. This show is sponsored by prize picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Promo code MMN. A link inside the description of this video will get you a 100% first deposit match. There's a lot that prize picks has to offer. Of course, you can mix and match across all the sports that you love. And if you are subscribed to the Mayo Media Network, you know this. They have some baseball picks here, uh, and, you know, PGA, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, it's all happening over at prizepicks.com. Tons of games around the diamond. I believe eight games around the diamond in Major League Baseball today. So you can mix and match, and they also have props for tomorrow's Game 5 between Montreal and Vegas, so you can get a piece of that early. And we'll talk about that game in a little bit. I could revisit Prize Picks and just recap with the Habs and the Golden Knights in this show, but I don't want to spend too much time on that one. The guys will cover it for you tomorrow. But over at prizepicks.com, I'm seeing a few that kind of stand out to me. You know, Matthew Barzell at two shots, Braden Point at four fantasy points, and Katie Kucherov at 4.6 fantasy points, and then Victor Hedman at 3.5. Let's just start with Barzell. He's at two shots here, the prop. That's fairly low. I know he's a pass-first guy. He's got nine shots in the series, at least two in three of the four games. He had one shot in game four, but he did have three attempts. I've just noticed a different Matthew Barzell. It was halfway through round two. I was looking for him to just be a little bit more selfish, shoot the puck, and he has been shooting the puck a little bit more. 20 shot attempts leads the Islanders here in the playoffs. And number two in this series behind Victor Hedman, who has 24. But his nine shots on goal is second among Islanders players as well. Behind Cal Clutterbuck, believe it or not. More on him in just a little bit. But two shots is just too low here, right? He's getting about three attempts per game. I mean, 20 in the four games, obviously averaging more than three per game. Five is a solid number here. And if he gets to two, then we get that push. But if he gets three... We're loving it. At, you know, over at prizepicks.com, I'll be honest, I'm not feeling a lot of these shot props, and I don't want to really go with unders. A lot of them are at 1.5. It's just it's too hit or miss. John Gabriel Pajot is at 2. If he's at 1.5, I'd take the over. I don't see him getting 3. I could see him getting 2, but you get the push. What's the point? I think there's a, a better chance here to get Barzell over 2 shots. Nikita Kucherov's at 2.5. More on him a little bit. I'd consider the under, although I do think... He has a big game today. So let's just talk about Kucherov, 4.6 fantasy points, and then Braden Point, 4 fantasy points. Hedman's in there at 3.5, but how could you not continue to attack Point and Kucherov considering what they've done, not only in this year's playoffs, but dating back to last year in the bubble. Point has goals in six straight. He's got 
League high, 12 goals here in the playoffs, 16 points in 15 games. He's got 17 goals in his last 20 playoff games. Heck, he's got 26 goals and 49 points in his last 38 playoff games dating back to last season. He's been automatic. Four goals leads this series. Nikita Kucherov, he's got points in seven straight, 12 points over that span, two goals. Pass first guy, that's why I'd consider the under on the shot prop. 58 points in his last 40 playoff games. Six points leads this series as well. So the over on Kucherov at 4.6, the over on point at four, and the over on Matthew Barzell at two shots. As for Hedman, he could block a few. He does lead all players in shot attempts in this series with 24. So, you know, he's probably a guy that gets an assist as well. He's somebody that I would consider uh, the over. But I would rank him point Barzell, Kucherov, and then if you wanted a fourth, it would be Victor Hedman over 3.5. Check out prizepicks.com and check out the link inside the description of this video for a 100% first deposit match. Since we're still on prize picks, why not? Let's just look. There's no shot props or save props for tomorrow's game, but I'm seeing Alex Patrangelo 4.5, Max Patrangelo at 4.5. Uh, over at FTN, I had the video, a prize picks video about Alex Patrangelo over 4.5. He hit, I believe he just, I don't even think he had a point. But he blocked enough shots, and he had um, some shots on goal. Actually, I do think he had a point. You know what? I'm not sure. But the over 4.5 for Petrangelo, I think, is a better play than the over 3.5 shots. He has been a beast shooting the puck, but he's also uh, been a beast blocking shots. You get half a point for that. So I would lean with the over fantasy score at 4.5. But if you're just looking for tonight's action, you can just side with point Kucherov and Barzell. All right. So for today... I should have just recapped the Habs and just get it the hell over with. I thought they played pretty good last night. I mean, the high danger chances were 17-1 to 1 at 5-5 five and five for Montreal. The one high danger chance that Vegas had came in overtime and it was a goal. They scored. Bit of a softy that Braden McNabb scored on Price, but it's hard to fault Price, right? They're here because of Price. It was just kind of the opposite of Game 3. It was all Vegas. Montreal stole one from strong goaltending. And then Game 4, it was all Montreal. I expected a much better effort from Vegas. I put two units on them on the money line and on the under. And I sweated out that money line. I mean, it didn't look at any point that Vegas was just... It was so strange to me. It just a lot of credit to the Habs. We've talked about it at length here on this show, what they did against Marner and Matthews. One goal combined. Shifley didn't do anything in the game one, and then he was suspended, but nobody else really stepped up on that team. And then you're seeing graphics of Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Where are these guys? It's four games. They don't have any goals. They hardly have any scoring chances or shot attempts. It's been a hell of a job by Montreal. Again, continuing what they've done all series. So I think you can blow the their narrative of the North being brutal, like, shut the heck up. I mean, that is over with. Can we put that to bed? Can we put the also to bed that Montreal can't play with Vegas? They clearly can play with Vegas. The style that they play is a different style than Colorado. It's not an up-and-down, open-up offensive style. They can't play that way. They're, they play good 5-on-5 five five hockey. They don't give up anything. I was very impressed with how the Canadians played last night, but I was more so surprised with how Vegas played as well. I just thought I'd see a little bit more effort. And at the end of the day here, we're sitting best two to three the rest of the way. The series shifts to Vegas. I think the Canadians are in trouble. As much as I'm saying that, I think Montreal's in trouble. I think there was an opportunity to go up three games to one on home ice. You know, I think I said it on this show. I've said it a ton over at FTN. And I also tweeted it when Robin Leonard was announced the starter. It's not good for Montreal. It's not great. I think Fleury's a better goalie, but they play different styles. 
Montreal's not that skilled team. They have to score garbage goals, rebounds goal, rebound goals, get in front of a goalie's face, uh, make it tough for them. Fleury kicks out rebounds. He's made some mistakes playing the puck. He's really been shaky over the three games. And Robin Leonard is a big goalie, right? I mean, I got people texting me that he's a fat, fat dude. He's 250, 6'2". He's not, he's big bone, but he's a big goalie. He takes up a lot of the net. He's sound. He doesn't really get out of position. He can kick out rebounds. He kicked out a couple yesterday, but he seems more sound than Flurry. And Montreal has a history of chasing starters and backups coming in and stealing the show, right? I think it was 2004, Martin Gerber. I think I brought it up on this show, and Cam Ward came in and, and stole the show the rest of the way, and it was history. And the guy was phenomenal, brought the Hurricanes to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think this move, you know, Pete DeBoer, an obsession with Robin Leonard, and I think it's going to pay off for him. Certainly it has already. It was a ballsy call, and here we are going back to Vegas with that series all tied up too and a little bit of momentum. So it's not completely over for the Habs, of course. You know, Vegas, not the Golden Knights, but Vegas books said there was a better chance for the Golden Knights to sweep than the Canadians to get a couple wins in this series, and they have. I think they can feel pretty good about how they played in Game 4, but Robin Leonard was the difference in Game 4, especially that breakaway save from Cole Caulfield would have made it 2-0, uh, but still pretty impressive from the Habs, and you know you have to be impressed with what they've done and how they've just eliminated all the scoring chances from their forwards, basically. The entire offense in this series has come from the back line. In Vegas, Petrangelo's got the three goals. Theodore has a goal. Holden has a goal. McNabb has a goal. Blake, um, Alec Martinez has a goal. Where is everybody else offensively? Like, they're not getting anything offensively from their forwards. Uh, so it'll be interesting rest of the way. A lot of credit to the Habs, what they've done defensively. But I was really impressed with how they played yesterday. But, again, more so surprised with the Golden Knights. I will be on Vegas and the under in Game 5. Um I think we've nailed every single game here in that series. So that's kind of my lean. Maybe Habs in the puck line. I think it'll be a, another tight game. But the under has been the play uh, for every game in that series. Okay, tonight, enough about that. You didn't come for the Islander or for the Habs and the Golden Knights, but you knew I was going to talk about it a little bit off the top. Let's talk about tonight. Islanders plus 165. Use an FTN parlay calculator. Free. Get the best possible odds. Prop shot as well. Tampa minus 185, best I'm seeing, total at 5. Islanders on the puck line, plus 1.5, minus 175. Tampa puck line, plus 160. Tampa and the under is where I'm at, minus 185. Minus or under 5 is plus 120. I think I'll just push, I'll find an alternate line here, under 5.5, minus 155. I can see a 3-2 game. I don't want the push. I want that that, uh, under to hit, 5.5. Let's get into just what we've seen in this series so far. It's been, I'm using natural stat trick here. It's been pretty darn tight. Uh, It really has. At 5-on-5, this series has been pretty even, to be honest with you. Not a lot of offense to be had. At 5-on-5, 176 shot attempts for Tampa, 164 for the Islanders. The shots on goal dead even at 94. The goals dead even at 7. The expected goals in favor here of the Islanders, 8.95, Tampa 6.94. The Corsi 4 slight edge for the Lightning, 51.76. Where the difference has been, I mean, the scoring chances in favor of Tampa, 102 to 96. Uh, the high danger chances in favor of the Islanders, 38-29. And the high danger goals, 5 for New York and 4 for Tampa. The save percentage at 5-on-5, five five, it's dead even. 
92.55 for both squads. It's pretty crazy. This series at 5-5, five and five, it's been pretty even. And the Islanders are hanging around with them. They did last year as well. The series went six. Got to keep in mind that the two games that the Islanders won, there was no Braden Point, and Steven Samkos didn't play in any of those games. And I wonder if he's playing in any of these games in this series here. We'll get to him in just a little bit. But game one, right? I mean, slight edge Tampa. It's a 2-1 victory for the Islanders. They really didn't show up, Tampa, until the third, and they gave them zero chances off the rush. It was 9 to nothing the rush chances for the Islanders in that game. Game two, much better effort from Tampa Bay. They won 4-2, a 56% Corsi 4 percentage. The shots on goal, 27 or 23-17 to 17 at 5-5. Five and five, They had the edge in uh, scoring chances, but the Islanders had one more high danger chance. Game three, 2-1 for the Islanders. I thought it was a strong, or 2-1 for Tampa. I thought it was a very strong Islanders showing, a 54% Corsi 4. They out have, they had more shot attempts in them, 56-47. to 47. More shots, 27-24. to 24. Uh, The expected goals in their favor, 3 to 1.83. Uh, a 62 expected goal for percentage at 5-5. Five and five. That's pretty solid right there. And the high danger chances were 14-6 to six in favor of the Islanders. But Tampa Bay stole one. Just like the Habs stole in a game three. And then in game four, I thought Tampa Bay was the better team, like the Canadians, and it was just stolen from the opposite team. This is hockey. These things are going to happen. 54% Corsi 4 rating for Tampa Bay. The shot attempts at 5 and 5, 53 to 44. Uh, the shots on goal, 27 to 25. Fairly even from that standpoint. The high danger chances, 8 7 in favor of Tampa. But the expected goals. A slight edge for um, the Islanders. So even though Tampa seems to be controlling the play, because if you look at it overall, what I mentioned, a slight edge Corsi 4, slight edge shot attempts, but the scoring chances and the high danger chances in favor of the Islanders. So the chances that they seem to get are, are just better quality chances, right? Chances of the puck going in the net a little bit better, and that's why we're seeing – you know, the goal four percentage, the expected goal four percentage, just slightly high, higher for the Islanders here. But as this series series shifts to Tampa Bay, I I just have the lean with them. I think overall they are a better squad with a better goaltender. And you look at Vasilevsky, and it's been two or fewer in seven of his past ten games, and that's just the difference to me. And then it's no slight or knock on Semyon Varlamov. He's been solid as well and very good here in the playoffs, especially since he took over the net from Sorokin in round two. I believe it was game two against the Boston Bruins. But I just don't see a lot of offense. I see both goalies playing strong. And, you know, Islanders have done a really good job out of eliminating some of these high-danger chances. Now, Braden Point and Kucherov are finding the way to score, but they've done a good job uh, against the second line here. So, I got the lean here. I think the series goes to the distance. I think Tampa gets this one and the under. I see like a 3-2, 3-1 game. I considered Tampa Bay puck line. I was considering that at plus money. It's so tough when, you know, Vegas gives these two – these two series are so lopsided, right? It's hard to – like last night was so uneasy to lay two units down on Vegas at minus 172. And tonight – I'm looking at Tampa. Do I want to lay two units on a team at minus 185 where it does feel like a bit of a coin flip? I don't really. But to put Tampa and the under 5.5, you get some decent odds to parlay those. That's where I'm at. I think the Islanders win game six. I think it goes seven. And it should be an entertaining final three games here. 
From the shot props, I just want to throw out a bunch, and I will recap here at the end of where I'm at. But this is my train of thought here for everything in this game. John Gabriel Pajot, 1.5 shots. He's had the over in 3 of 4. I do like him. Braden points at 2.5 shots, minus 112. He's been at 2 in every single game in this series. I wouldn't take the under because he's getting to the 2, and I'm too nervous to take the under because I know he's capable of the 3, but I'm just staying away from it altogether. But that's a good price at minus 112 over at DraftKings at 2.5 shots. Kucherov, 2.5 is minus 132. The under is plus 100. Now, he has five shots in four games in this series. He's been under 2.5 and 10 of 15. I know it's very scary to go under considering what he can do. He's a bit of a pass-first guy. And I know this may seem weird that I'm feeling the under because I felt the over at prize picks, the over 4.5. And I'm kind of feeling like to hit, for him to have a two-point game at plus 140 is not bad. It's not going to be my top five, but it's not bad. I kind of like it. But... The under shot prop is kind of in play here. I think it is. And I believe I'm going to put it in ftmbets.com. Under 2.5 plus 100. Pretty solid, right? Pass first guy, not doing it. He could easily end up with two points and not have three shots. It's very possible. Consider that one. Victor Hedman, plus 100, 2.5 shots. He does lead the way here in shot attempts, as I mentioned, in this series. He's got nine shots, two in each game, three, at least two in each game, three and one. Somebody to consider plus money. Yanni Gord, one and a half shots, minus 162. He's got 18 attempts. It's the second most here on the Bolts. He's been over 1.5 in three of the four games in this series and six of his past seven. I like him. I like him today. And what I've noticed as we transition over to Samkos, under 2.5, minus 155. That's right, an under for you guys. Kucherov, you don't want to do it. It's fine. How about Steven Samkos, under 2.5 at minus 155? Nine straight games, under 2.5. He's got five shots in the series. He played 10 minutes at 5-on-5 in game four. 10 minutes. He had the big turnover in game one. I wonder if he's healthy, right? I mean, we can say that because he's had some injuries over the past couple years. He doesn't look great. He's not playing on that top line with Kucherov and Point, so he's playing on that second line, which is not generating a whole lot really offensively. Samkos has a series low. Three shot attempts and two shots at 5-on-5. In four games at 5-on-5, Stamkos has two shots and three shot attempts. I mentioned the 10 minutes at 5-on-5 in the last game. I mean, if you want to – I got it here quickly. If you want to just see where that ranks among all the, the players on Tampa Bay in that game, it's pretty low. Let's go here. Let's rank them. 5-on-5 ice time. Victor Heaven, 21 minutes. Kucherov, 19. Stamkos, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Tyler Johnson, Pat Maroon, and Ross Colton, the only skaters that played fewer minutes than Steven Stamkos. That's the fourth line. And I noticed that Stamkos, I mean, he was benched in one of the games. I believe it was game one near the end. And he was also taking taken off the Kaloran and Sorelli line for Yanni Gord. It was only a handful of minutes at 5-5, five and five. I mean, but that line was pretty good, very productive. I got it here. It was 2 minutes and 34 seconds. They had five shot attempts. They had three shots on goal. They had two scoring chances. The line that led the way, surprisingly, for Tampa was the Colton, Johnson, and Maroon line at 5-5 five and five in terms of just shot attempts and 68.75 Corsi 4 percentage. The worst line at 5-on-5 five five for Lightning for the Lightning in Game 4 was the Kaloran, Stamkos, and Sorelli line. Six minutes together, three shot attempts, five against, a 37.5 Corsi 4 percentage, one shot on goal. 
two scoring chances, one high danger chance. That's not good enough. That's not great. Yanni Gord was moving all around a little bit. His line with Coleman and, and Goudreau was great. Then he played the two minutes, as I mentioned, with Sorelli and Kalorn, and they went the way. Um, they looked good. The Islanders' best line, believe it or not, from a Corsi 4 percentage at 64, the most shots on goal with six. They had a goal. They had six scoring chances the most, and they had two high-danger chances the most. It's the identity line. They played 755 together. Sezikis, Clutterbuck, and Martin played really good. And Cal Clutterbuck leads the way here in the playoffs for the Islanders in shot attempts with 11. He's third in expected goals behind, uh, I believe it's Barzell and Eberle or Palmieri, one of the two. And then Clutterbuck has 10 shots, leads the Islanders. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive stuff. He's um, relied on. Trotz likes that line. They play them. They roll them. They generate some offense, right? It's kind of like the fourth line of Montreal with Perry and and Armia and Stahl. They just they get in on the forecheck. They they play big down low. They cycle. They have guys in front of the net. They create havoc. And back to Stamkos, though. That's pretty remarkable, right? I mean, zero shot attempts in game four and ten minutes of ice time. I like the under. Barzell, we talked about him off the top. Two and a half. I'm seeing him over at DraftKings. He has the 20 attempts, nine shots, which is second on the team, three goals and three points. So if I'm going to rank these shot props, let's go Yanni Gord. Let's put Yanni Gord up at the top here to have two shots. Let's go John Gabriel Pajot um, next to have two shots. Let's go Stamkos under two and a half to, you know, have fewer than three shots here. Those are the three. And I think you're just better off, instead of taking Point and Kucherov for shot props, to just take them as point props. Braden Point, minus 167 for a point. It's not bad. And then Kucherov, maybe a two-point night, plus 140. You don't want to get behind. He's too juiced for, for one point. I think he's like minus 230 or something silly like that. And Hedman's minus 182 for a point. That's tough to, to get behind. But I like Braden Point here, minus 167. And if you are looking for just a, a plus money play, double up your money here, uh, Kucherov under two and a half. At plus 100, I think that's fine. Even though I think he does hit the score sheet a t- couple times, but I think it'll be via an apple. So over at uh, DraftKings, the showdown slate, uh, my player pool will be consisted of Point Kucherov, Hedman, maybe Palat if I can, Yanni Gord I like at 5-8. Stamkos is just a complete fade. If you're playing multiple lineups, maybe you want to get involved, but he's just, I think it's very, very risky. Guys, he's just not doing a whole lot there. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, again, just Cal Clutterbuck. He's getting the shot attempts here. He's 2K, so he's the guy that's going to save you a little bit of cash. He's got points in three, two straight games in this series. He had the two assists in game four. He had the goal in game three. He's got eight shots in his past two games. So he's the guy that will save you a little bit of cash. You know, Sezikis will also save you a little bit of cash. And Matt Martin, Sezikis is 3-8. And Martin, I believe, is 2K as well. Yeah, he's 2K. But I just have a um, a lean with Clutterbuck a little bit more. Uh, for Tampa, cheapies, there's really not a ton. I mean, Gord at 5'8 is somebody that I like. Sergeyev hasn't done anything in this series. He's 6K. Chernak is 5K. McDonough's 5'4". Man, what an ending to game four. When, when McDonough spun around, I thought it was going to be the goal of the year. But it turned out to be an unbelievable play by Palak to, to block that. That was a crazy finish. Um, but, yeah, 
I don't think there's anything from a cheap standpoint. I mean, maybe Tyler Johnson at 3K. He did score in the last game, but as I mentioned, he's not getting a ton of ice time. He's on that fourth line, but he does get some power play time, second PP unit, so that could work out. But, um, you know, both goalies, I do believe, are in play. I think it's going to be low scoring. I have the lean with uh, Veseleski because of I, I do think Tampa Bay wins this game. And there's not a, a significant difference in price, 10-4 and 10K for Varlamov. There's a scenario where maybe Varlamov, faces 40-plus shots here, but it seems very unlikely given how stingy the Islanders have been. You look at all these shot props, that's why I'm kind of leaning unders here. Just, there hasn't been a whole lot in this series overall. Uh, I want to get out of here because I want to get this video quickly, but shot attempts, Hedman 25, Gord second with 18, uh, Sergachev 15 is next, Goudreau is 14, next Kalorin's 14, and Coleman's 14. So it's... I mean, it's not who you would think, but Yanni Gord was phenomenal last year in the playoffs, especially with with um, Coleman and Goudreau. And if he's just, I noticed he's getting a little bit more ice time than Sorelli, starting to play, uh, starting to get leaned on a little bit more, plays in all situations. I think he's kind of the X factor, and he's second on the team. Well, tied for third with eight shots, and it's Goudreau, his linemate, with nine shots. So maybe get a little bit creative. Of course, you want to attack that top line in Tampa, and then, you know, maybe just attack the the Gord line, get involved with him in shot prop or, you know, have a little bit of exposure to Coleman or Goudreau. But I like Gord the most because he does get that power play time and he does kill some penalties. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He looked really good last year, as I mentioned, in the playoffs. And then from the Islanders' standpoint, if you want to get involved with them, I mean, Clutterbuck, as I mentioned, is a guy that, you know, he... For, for Clutterbuck overall, he's just... He's not going to cost you a whole lot, right? He's cheap. He's got the 10 shots. He only has 11 attempts. I think I may have said he had 20. He's got 11 attempts, which is not near the most. Barzell has 20. Eberle has 19. Palmieri has 16. But for shots, he does have 10, which does lead the way. Uh, this is at all strengths, by the way. And then it's and then for shot attempts, the leaders are Barzell, Eberle, Palmieri, Nelson, and Pollock. So, you know, I thought Nelson had a really good uh, game four. I'm just not in on the Islanders tonight. It's just I just think it's going to be a Tampa game. I think it's going to be a 3-1. I like the Barzell shot prop at two over at Prize Picks, but I think I'll just spend down on on Clutterbuck, maybe Martin or Sezikis, get one of those guys and just go heavy Tampa. Again, with my core will be Point Kucherov, Gord. You can mix in Palat and then maybe take Palat out and mix in Hedman. Uh, you can roll with that top line and then just get involved with. Yanni Gord. Okay, I think that's it. I believe I've rambled uh, long enough tonight. Tampa and the under. John Gabriel Paggio over one and a half. Yanni Gord over one and a half. Steven Stamkos under two and a half. Point to get a point. I mean, you could take a shot on the goal. It's plus money. He's scoring. I don't know if he's going to score every single game, but to get a point, minus 167. And then that's pretty much it. That's my player pool. I personally will take a shot on Kucherov under 2.5 plus 100. I know that seems weird to consider him and then having him to get a 2.9 at plus 140, but I'm not some crazy like that. I'll have a couple um, tickets you know, with just that, getting some plus money here. Just try to find some value because everything just seems to be uh, pretty juiced for the most part. And then tomorrow, the guys will break down Vegas and Montreal, but I do believe uh, Vegas will will gain a little bit momentum from the the last game after stealing game four. But I still think like the under. I don't believe the Habs will be able to score a ton of goals. And Carey Price has been pretty consistent here in the playoffs. So good luck tonight. And if you have any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. I'll circle back here before puck drop. There may be a few more shot props that pop up over at prizepicks.com.
Let the winners be yours, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.